Welcome to the Relentless Gardener podcast. Good day, everyone. I am Colorado State University horticultural agent, Linda Langelo, and joining me today is Yvette Henson, San Miguel Basin, Colorado State University Extension Director who handles agriculture, natural resources, and horticulture. Now let's get to the heart of it where we explore horticultural topics with CSU Extension. Today, we're discussing high and dry gardens. Yvette, what is a high and dry garden? So my understanding of a high and dry garden, it's a type of water wise, and some people call it xeriscaping, so like a low water use garden. And my understanding is a high and dry garden exists on precipitation only. So when you only give it natural precipitation, it's really an experiment to see which plants are going to make it. You know, we didn't, after we planted ours, I never put water on it, even though during drought years, I considered it, you know? And so I think if someone did water their home landscape or their demonstration garden in a drought year, just to keep it more alive, I think that'd be totally fine. Yes, and we have one in the Golden Plains area in Akron. And initially when we put plants in, when it first went in, they, they didn't water at all and they lost at least 85%. And so the second time when we came back and renovated it, we watered because I'd read a lot of research where if you don't have enough water, the roots themselves cannot, won't, uptake water because they don't have the enzymes and proteins there to do it after a period of time. And out here, an extended drought is like 14 days. And so, yes, if you want to get them a little bit better established when you're starting, I think that's fine. And then just let them let them go. So can natives be mixed in with this, with the, the variety of plants in this garden? Yeah, I think you can have natives and non-natives. When I put in our garden in 2006, there were other gardens besides yours in the state. There's one at Gilpin, one at El Paso, maybe one at Boulder. And so I got their plant list. And when I put all the plant lists together, it was just a coincidence that all the plants that were in common were natives. However, you could use any kind of low water, well-known garden plant that you want. It doesn't have to be natives. We did in, in the one in the Golden Plains in Akron, we used um, bearded iris, which you know is practically in everybody's garden. And then we went and used other natives like the wild four o'clocks, the Mirabilis multiflora, and it just expanded in a couple of different places in the garden, not where we originally put it. And huh. it's just people walk by and it's it's an underused ground cover that people never really have to do anything with, which I yeah. think is, is, a, is another purpose for the demonstration gardens. So, so where is a link that people might explore more on your high and dry garden? So if you, the best way, the easiest way is just to Google San Miguel Basin CSU extension, and then you'll be able to tell if the link goes to our website. 
And then, you know, all extension websites have different programs or topic areas. So you'd go to horticulture and then it's kind of hard to find the link. It's on the right and you kind of scroll down on the links on the right and it'll be a link to the high and dry garden. The okay. Gilpin County website has a nice little blurb about their garden as well. We have it on the Golden Plains Area Extension website and they can just type that in their browser. And we have the topics that come up, egg, hort, click on the, the pictures for hort and then it opens up to the hort page. Yeah, it's I saw it last night. <laughs> good, for, good for you, sneak peek. All right, great. <laughs> Thank you, Yvette, for joining me today. Tune Thank in. You. You're welcome. Tune in <laughs> next time as we get to the heart of seed libraries.